This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. No days off. No days off. No days off. No days off. This is the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest bump. <laughs> with Andy Hart. All right, good to be with you. All right. This microphone week. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal, 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 Hannibal. Mr. Dot Commer on WEEI.com. Legal uh, tampering edition of the Off Day podcast. We're not labeling this free edition of podcast. It's not technically free agency yet, but we wanted to bring you a uh, special podcast with all the news that's come out today. And we'll uh, preface this by the audio is out of our control i guess we're doing this from home and trying a new program so hopefully this sounds good well not only are we doing it from home we're actually not allowed to do it in our station because of obvious concerns about coronavirus and people and too many people and so take what you can get if you don't like it uh stop listening right now click it's easy otherwise we're gonna hammer you with some awesome content so there was actually some stuff, some actual news to come out the last couple of days. Over the weekend, you had Matthew Slater agreeing to a contract extension, Devin McCourty agreeing to a contract extension, two years, according to the NFL Network. And then today, you had Joe Tooney getting the franchise tag. Uh, what are your initial thoughts on, I guess, all three of those moves, specifically Tooney and McCourty? My initial thoughts are we now know why people were hoarding toilet paper, because there's a buttload of stuff going on. <laughs> Um, strange, no, very strange. Um, for all three or just one? Everything strange. Okay, so Devin McCourty got a raise. Yep. Joe Tooney got a raise. Yes. Both of which eat up cap room. Yes. We've taken care of Matthew Slater. Yep. And as cap room diminishes, is Tom Brady taking a one-year deal for veteran minimum? How are we squeezing him in the salary cap picture? Well, oh, and by the way, the cap wasn't quite as high as people projected it to be. Well, in Tooney's case, do we believe the Patriots' statement that they are trying to work to a long-term no. contract? They always, no, like, they, they always say that. Right, so we think that they're maybe looking to trade him, correct? Yeah, if anything, I mean, the reports are already out there that the Jets may have been the front runner, and this could be specifically to keep him from going to the Jets. Now, well, that's the way I looked at it. As Bill saw the market shaping up, as the Dolphins and the Jets were sort of the top teams, and Bill didn't want him to stay in the division. And if he is going to stay in the division, why not make a team give something up to get him? Correct. Now, he, he's not going to trade him to the Jets, so there's going to be somebody else, um, another trading partner, the Dolphins or some other team. Um, there's been a lot of teams supposedly interested in Joe Tooney. Um, we should say the number is 14.7, just under $14.8 million, um, which if you added the, I looked it up, I want to say Shaq Mason's number for next year is around 8.6. Yep. So you add those two up, you're talking about 
$23 million allocated to your guards for a team whose offensive line a year ago, I was told by everyone was the biggest part of the problem. Tom Brady's not regressing. His line stinks. So it just, it doesn't seem to make football sense, fiscal sense. Uh, so I think there, there's steps to the process. Now, the one flip side would be, and I've seen people pose this on Twitter, and I'm not opposed to, you know, talking things out and various ideas, spitballing. Yep. If you were going with a cheap young quarterback, certainly building the offensive line in front of him and investing in the offensive line for an all-pro caliber, second-team all-pro guard who's never hurt, I guess it's not the dumbest thing in the world. Um, I guess it all depends on sort of your team building and where Tom Brady fits in and what you think of um, the guard position and really what the line was for the Patriots last year and what it can be moving forward. If you think, if you think Shaq Mason was hurt last year and Marcus Cannon maybe can be better, and if your fingers are crossed and you're getting David Andrews back and you get a full year of Isaiah Wynn, maybe you go, you know what? We're going to have a dominant offensive line next year if we just plug Joe Tooney and keep him there at left guard. We'll figure out everything else after that. I guess you could talk yourself into that. I guess you could talk yourself that into too because you have Stoney Michelle who, you know, had a bad no, – who digressed last year. But if he gets a good offensive line, maybe he's back to the production he had as a rookie. Damian Harris, maybe he breaks out next year. Rex Burkhead, same thing. So if you, maybe if you built that offensive line, you can become a run first team. Is that maybe what you're thinking? We could see a change in the offensive philosophy. No, not really. My thinking is Joe Tooney plays for another team, and they think they can get something right. for him. Like a second, like a my player. thing was they have the maybe a player, but also they have the gap between pick number twenty three and eighty seven. So maybe that fills that gap. You get a pick and return that's in that area. Right now. I mean, you, you, you're probably guessing you were going to get a third-round pick for him in a compensatory process. Well, you got that this year as opposed to next year. Right, and we all know getting it a year early is a year later. Blah, 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 blah. We've heard that many times. But, no, I mean, I, my guess is they're going to trade him. They, they always say when they tag somebody, oh, we're looking to do the long-term deal, blah, blah, blah. They don't always mean it. And I think this is one of those cases. But we're in a brave new world, a whole new world here. With, with Tom Brady's uncertainty – to me, that makes everything else uncertain. I'm a little yep. bit surprised. Two years, $23 million, I believe, was the number on, on Devin McCourty. Yep. Um, for a guy, you know, I wasn't sure he was going to even approach what he made last year, which was just under $10 million. He got $16 million, I think, was the reported guarantee. I'm a little surprised at that. I'm a little surprised at Slater. I'm a little surprised at the spending for aging Pro Bowl captains as long as your name's not Tom Brady. Apparently, all those guys can get paid. The only one who can is Tom Brady. Before we get into that guy, Tom Brady, do you think there could be some cuts coming to try to free up some cap space? Cuts, uh, restructures, sure. They're, but there's I only never... so many guys you can restructure. They kind of have already gone down that road with a lot of them. Correct. So I don't know. And at some of the guys who would be options to do that, I don't know that you really want to extend them and push money down the road. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, it wouldn't stun me if there's maneuvers coming, but the easiest maneuvering right now is just trade Joe Tooney. That this is just a flat-out business move, and you move on. That opens up that $14.8 million back on the cap. Um, but there's, there's time sensitivity here. It's March 16th at 4-something. So March 18th at 4 o'clock, Tom Brady counts for $13 million on your cap. So you have less than two days to – Figure this out in a way that would be most advantageous to the team. Because it's most advantageous to the team to spend that extra $6.75 million 
rather than just have flat dead money, right? Correct. So, you know, we got 48 hours in a uh, work from home coronavirus world to figure all this out. Well, Tom Brady is back from Costa Rica, according to uh, Ian Rapport, I think had that. So he's just back in the country. Do they have coronavirus in Costa Rica? I don't I, Serious question. I, I don't know. Maybe not yet. So maybe it's best for them to get back down there and quarantine down there for a couple yeah, That's safer on the uh, compound down there. As of now, yeah. Or maybe you can go to Yellowstone and Montana, hunker down there. I don't think there's many cases up there yet. No, I'm, I, I'm not going to lose much sleep over how Tom Brady's going to deal with coronavirus. I, I think he'll be A-OK. Um, do we think that – I guess my take is Bill Belichick played this perfectly. He knew there was not going to be any options for Tom Brady. He stuck to his guns. He treated him like any other free agent. And now Tom Brady's realizing for himself that there aren't that many teams interested that he thought. So two responses, two retorts to that. First of all, maybe, because basically the way people are sort of promoting it, the Chargers could be interested. The Tampa Bay Bucks are still very much interested. And then the Patriots would be the return. So. You remember when the season at when the season ended, literally ended. Yep. I opened up the door to retirement. I thought yep. the way Brady spoke kind of left the door ajar. Now since then he closed, he slammed that door shut multiple anyway times. That, huh? Multiple times. Anyway, that door um, creeps open again. If it's you know one option that he doesn't really like on the open market, and then returning to the Patriots with his tail between his legs for as Dale reported a one-year low money deal. Yep. I guess there's always the door open, but do you see the guy? Do you see the Tom Brady that you know doing that? Like, do you um, see him sort of just like quitting and putting his hands up, saying, "I can't do this. I'm walking away." Well, if he really doesn't want to play for Bill, if they're just if there's an angst there that he like, didn't... I would have thought that that would be in play months ago. But he's going like he's gone kind of all in on playing this year, right? Like the so Hulu commercial, the, the Instagrams, like everything he's done is kind of doubled and tripled down on him playing this year. So he's going to sign with the Bucks then. You can make that argument, sure, but then I don't. Does he want to do that? Does he want to go play for Bruce Arians? Does he want to go play in that division? Does he want to say he plays for the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Like that's a something that's not exactly easy to get your head around. It's not like playing for Mike Vrabel and the Titans, that's for sure. Well, but if we're to believe reports, which is always a dangerous game, I know um, those may be his only two options: tail between right. his legs to the Patriots, or yeah kind of signing with the Bucks that he may not even be in love with. And I would urge him signing with the Bucks out of spite would probably be a terrible idea. I agree. There's I a just, lot of it's it's not yeah, you can get your you can kind of make the case where they have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Bruce Arians fun to play for. Like they the division has the Saints better than that, they're not that great. You play in Tampa Bay, warm weather, this and that, but it's still the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, so the way you started this Brady talk was that Bill Belichick played it perfectly, which I kind of agree with. Um, He didn't buy all the Tom Brady, Jeff Darlington media leaks and all all along the way and all that, except why – and there's a simple potential answer to this, but Tom Brady has to come back at a lower number from what was already a low number. Right. Devin McCourty gets a raise from a big number as a 30-something safety. Well, continue your thought. Yep. So how do you – if you're Tom Brady and you see that, how do you come to grips with that? Or even Matthew Slater well, to some degree. both those players, would you agree, had good years last year? Uh, yes. Tom Brady sure. did not. So some now we get – Yeah, go – yeah. But now we get back to 
did Tom Brady not have a good year, or did the offensive line, the weapons, and everything else around him not have a good year? Did Brady prohibit him from having a good year? Yes. I mean, did Belichick prohibit him from having a good year? I think Bill thinks Tom Brady regressed. That's just reading it from afar. I don't think Bill says, oh, Tom was fine last year. It was everybody else's fault. It was no tight end. It was receivers. It was offensive line. I think Bill thinks that Tom Brady is not the quarterback he once was, where Bill, and I would agree with Bill, thinks Devin McCourty is good. Because Devin McCourty is coming off maybe one of his better years in the National Football League. No question. Forget about his age. Maybe we need a DM32 method. Find out he, how he's beaten father time as a 30-something safety. I don't even know what. How old is he? 32? I thought it was 32, yes. Okay, so let's say 32. Um, so, and, and that's a real position. That's not a stand-in-the-pocket quarterback position. That's where if you lose a step, you get beat and embarrassed on a football field. Not only do you not lose a step, I thought he made more plays last year in a variety of ways. He was more active than I think we've ever seen before. Okay, so we can make an argument for why he deserves the money. And while we're making the argument for why he deserves the money, I think it explains on some level why Bill might think Tom doesn't deserve the money. Yes. He's banged up. He's not as good. He's, He's missing old. practices. Right. So I, there might be some, without saying anything, his actions are telling us exactly how he feels about various players. Same thing with Matthew Slater. He had a good year. He was healthy. Was able to stay on the field better. Right? So, yep. okay. I think we've gotten to the bottom of it. Bill doesn't want Tom. Well, it seems, it seems like Bill doesn't want Tom, and he's sort of preparing. Like, all his moves have indicated that he's prepared to go into next year without him, without Brady at quarterback because the money just doesn't add up, even with these cuts and moves you could potentially make. It just doesn't so, really seem feasible right now. This is why I think retirement should be back on the table because I think you and I both agree signing with a team like the Tampa Bay Bucks out of spite is probably a bad idea, but just as bad an idea is returning to a Patriots team where you were miserable a year ago. You were the most miserable 8-0 quarterback in NFL history. You were pouty pants most of the year, even while winning. You were pouty pants in the locker room. You were pouty pants with the media. And just going back because I want to play one more year to play for a coach who there clearly is some sort of divide with what he thinks of you and you think of him and you're not appreciated. He, he doesn't sound like Tom Brady has a palatable option right now. No, it doesn't. And let's the Chargers sweep in. Well, there's also the mystery team, which people still like. I heard Chris Morton this afternoon kind of throw that out there too. Like to me, if you're another team and you see the market sort of not being like there for Tom Brady, shouldn't a team like the Bears or the Colts or even or one of those teams say, "Wait a minute, maybe we should be on in on this. Maybe we should check in and see, you know, where his head's at and if he would be interested in coming to our team because maybe we have a chance that we didn't think we were going to have." Yes, they definitely should. I mean, I'm reading reports that the Bears are interested in trading for Andy Dalton or Nick Foles to compete with Mitch Trubisky. That's a terrible plan. That's and even the Colts crappy quarterbacks. Even the Colts with Phillip Rivers. Wouldn't you prefer Tom Brady than Phillip Rivers? Uh, yes, I personally very much would. Uh, I think that would be a much better fit. So, yeah, maybe, maybe that's the answer. Maybe there is some mystery team or – Maybe even the market, as you start this legal tampering, teams figure out what's going on and say, yeah, we will get in on this. Um, but that's, that's dramatic because that's a dramatic late. Like if you had one plan and you weren't really in to now shift it, even though it might be the right answer, yep. that's a pretty bold late, late in this process sort of deviation. But I would consider it if I were those teams because the, the solutions they have now are not great either. Give me your percentage. What do you think? 
for centers that Brady would actually retire, like actually go through doing it because he sees what he's seeing right now. Mm, like, like is it really realistic? I think it's more realistic than people. Th- I, I think I saw Ben Volan brought it up on TV last night. Um, that's a good question. Percent that he retires, the way things are playing out, I'm going to say 20%. All right, that's kind of what I was thinking, 15 to 20. Like, totally, you know, not playing, saying it's in play, but not totally, totally dismissing it. Right. It's not like when you did your percentages for the free agents on WEI.com and you said all along you think Tom Brady is coming back, and then on the website where you wrote the percentage that he was coming back, you said 49%. Well, again, I think I asked you what you have put, and you said you would have put 51. So what's the difference? 2%. Right. It's The most important 2%. Right, and that was the way that things were trending then, where there was the leaked reports that the 49ers were interested, the Titans, blah, 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 but, and then things have changed. So You're that's where we are now. You're a fraud. And the other, uh, Philip Dorsett had some news come out saying that he'd get five teams are interested. I don't think anybody cares about Philip Dorsett. He's probably not coming back to New England. Not um, kicking the balls. Tom Brady's got like two, in, two teams interested, and Philip freaking Dorsett might have five. Yes. Holy cripoli. Well, then I think we talked about earlier some of these contracts that are giving out to cornerbacks. It's like, so a cornerback in the NFL is going to get an average of $17 million, and Tom Brady is going to get right now, who knows, from the Patriots, $15 million. Isn't that a slap on the face to him? Yeah, I personally, if I were Brady, and this is, if, if, this is, if, the, if the tea leaves were being um, fed are accurate, and he's got like a one year deal with the Patriots for less than last year, and he's got Tampa where he may not really want to go, I would, I'd retire. And then I, I would be open to a Roger Clemens. I retire. And then when you idiots across the league realize you don't have a quarterback or your quarterback blew out his knee, call me because I'll be available. The price tag will be big, but I'll be available. You morons as you get Nick Foles and Andy Dalton and talk yourselves into these guys being good quarterbacks. I would retire. I'd, I'd put my poopy pants on and go home. Another topic that's come up today really with the NFL still going on with the free agency tampering period and free agency starting on Wednesday with the new league year is was it the right decision to do this with everything that's going on in the country you know schools shut down travel bans, teams not even telling their employees in you wrote a column for the website today sort of criticizing the NFL for it now that it's actually played out has your mind changed at all or are you still where you were to start the day no it's exactly where I was I I knew it would get attention when you start talking about there's no sports going on and either even if there were the NFL is the king dog king of the mountain and there's a lot going on we had a ridiculous trade of DeAndre Hopkins to the Arizona Cardinals in exchange for David Johnson some draft picks like those things were going to garner eyeballs and attention on Twitter and ESPN and all that but it's a bad idea you know what else is garnering eyeballs the stock market down 3,000 points that's garnering eyeballs People not knowing, you know, if they can go to work tomorrow, if their kid is sick, if they're staying home. I mean, I can tell you there's a lot of people that are trying to figure out the whole work from home thing for the first time right now. And not only are they trying to work from home, they're trying to work from home with one, two, three kids yapping and running around the house and fighting. And you know, I dealt with it myself. Freaking kids were fighting by like 10 a.m. I had to ship one of them out of, out, of the, out of the town to go play basketball at a friend's house. It was like, I mean, there's lots of issues going on. I didn't have any... Um, any fear that they would get attention or people would eat up the attention, does that mean it's a good thing? No, I don't believe that's a good thing. I don't think you should be bragging about, you know, oh, I signed an $80 million deal and then I was traded for the 13th pick and I was this and that. I, I just to me, and the, the owners have very much put it on the players. All the reports from Schefter and everybody else is that the players wanted to do it. 
And the player's argument, well, maybe things will be worse in two weeks. And maybe they will be. So if things are worse in two weeks, it's even less relevant that you got your new deal with your new team. And I also think, you know, it's one thing for uh, Austin Hooper. Okay, I'm going to the Browns. They were the highest bidder. I don't care. This is my one shot in life. So whoever the highest bidder is, is where I'm going. But what about more mid-level free agents or even a guy like Kyle Van Orn? That's exactly what I was going to say. Yep. I don't know if he's going to the highest bidder. I don't know if he's looking for the best fit at the best price, sort of a balance of money and fit, and he might want to take visits. And as I said in my column, if he wants to take a visit, he should have that right. Now, he should also have the right to say, I'm not visiting now because I don't want to, you know, get on a plane and travel and risk things or telling people to be smart, not do things, blah, blah, blah. And what if teams don't want to hold visits right now? Because there are some teams that are working with skeleton crews, like everybody's working from home and all that stuff. And but some teams might. And does that become a competitive advantage between the teams that are willing to visit and the players that are willing to visit as opposed to the teams that aren't willing to hold visits and the players that don't want to visit right now? I just think you didn't have to. You didn't have to do this. You're already changing your draft plans and those types of things. There's not going to be all that pomp and circumstance in Vegas. Um, I just didn't see the need to force this issue right now. Um, with, with everything that's going on in the world and certainly the belief, the more I see, this is getting worse, not better. Even Trump, who tries to squash everything and sell you the best of everything, is now saying, you know, July or August before this, we come out the other side of this and things of that nature. And so why do we have to rush now to have free agency so we could get a couple cheap headlines? Is that what we're in this for? Because you know what else people would watch? Porn. If you just put porn on ABC, people will watch it and get excited about it. Doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. Correct. Glad you got that rant out of the way. I'm sure you'll be ranting about it more later on as the week goes on. Yep. Um, before we move on and end the podcast, we actually asked for questions this time and we got a lot of questions. So when you say we actually asked, that means you remembered because you run the off day podcast account off day pod on Twitter and uh, you forget to ask sometimes. And then even when you do ask, sometimes you forget to use the questions that people actually submitted. Uh, valid, but I'm on the page right now. So I'm going to go through them pretty quickly. We'll okay. start. From our uh, good friend, Claire. Thanks for uh, listening. And Hey, girl. I've also realized that, so she can't read the stories because of the Europe ban. So she tweets that out, and people actually copy and paste little snippets of the story back into to her so she can read it. So that's a good way of doing it. Thank you. Oh, that's really nice. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, realistically, who do you see as Patriots tight ends this season? Not who you want, but who do you think will have, especially now that Hunter – Henry and even Austin Hooper are unavailable. Um, I think you start looking at teams with multiple tight ends, and certainly the the Browns become a team with Njoku as yep. a possibility, or Brait and O.J. Uh, Howard down in Tampa. Um, we saw Hayden Hurst get traded to the Falcons, immediately filling their tight end needs. So obviously that's not um, an option. Um, I also think the draft is going to have to be an option. And, and we've talked about this. I, I don't feel any differently. I think you need to draft one, uh, Komet or um, the kid out of uh, Dayton. Troutman. Yeah, Tr- Tr- Adam Troutman and Komet. Yeah. I like both those guys as potential draft picks, figure out a way. And then I think you're going to have to trade for one of these second-tier tight end. It's not going to be great. So don't dream of, you know, Gronkowski and Hernandez 2.0 and suddenly – you're going to have two tight ends combining for like 140 receptions. You just need it to be better than it was last year. You need some blocking ability and you need it to be just a complimentary option in the passing game. 
Um, but I think some of those guys would give you that ability. What Just quickly, what about Ebron or Eifert paired with a rookie? Sure. I mean, Eifert, is he going to stay healthy? You know, right. I'm a big believer in looking the other way. He was healthy last year, right? You know what that means? He's going to be not healthy. What are the chances he's healthy? Years. Right. What are the chances he's healthy two years in a row? And then Ebron, to what end? Like, what are you going to pay? Because I don't really think you bring Ebron in for um, – Stidham or Blake Bortles or right. Blaine Gabbard, any of those types of people. If you bring him in, it means Brady's back. So maybe right. I would go Ebron and Brady if that works out. Um, but that's that's probably your best case scenario is, right. is Ebron. Uh, next question from Chad Moore. Who is the big veteran body they bring in at wide receiver for this training camp? And could you see a scenario where the Patriots don't sign Brady and trade Edelman away? <laughs> why not I mean if you don't sign Brady does Edelman even want to be here and if you don't sign Brady I've posed the idea you trade away a guy like Hightower you start the rebuild right. you get whatever you can so yeah throw Edelman in there why not what would, you get, what would you get for him though not much right he's he's old too he's a beat up guy who's one hit away you saw what happened last year when he took a beating like it, that he's He's, his value is not as big as it was, say, two or three years ago. He's taking too many hits. And if you consider that apparently every NFL receiver is available via trade and there's like, you know, two dozen um, college prospects that are going to be good receivers, I, I don't know, unless it's for Brady. Like, I could, I could see Brady tra saying trade for him. If Brady goes to Tampa, I could see Brady saying go get Edelman. They want to trade him. Right. And then, you know, most people probably say, I'll give you a seventh. And Brady says, come on, Tampa, step up. Give us six or a five to yeah. get Edelman. But you're not going to get much for him. This is from Tota1848. Do Devin McCourty and Joe Tooney have any impact, in your opinion, regarding Brady? Keeping both could make signing him and certainly future and further investments in the offense rather difficult. Even if Tooney is traded, Tom probably would have liked to see them go after Young at safety and spend money on offense. Okay. Yeah, Tom would like a lot of things, but Tom's days of sort of dictating sound like they're coming to an end um, based on his uh, market and, and the leverage he has and all that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we talked about it earlier. The, it surprised me that they doled out so much money to McCourty and then are holding at least a cap charge for Joe Tooney at a large sum um, with the goat just dangling in the breeze. So um, yeah, it, it has an effect. It, it can't not have an effect. They have a budget. They have a salary cap. They have parameters. They have his dead money. So these are all factors. And the longer Tooney's on the books, even if you don't intend to keep him, that's a problem. A lot of these people that tweeted at us didn't really give any questions. They just kind of had some statements. Don't be critical. These are our people. Like, yeah, I, I guess, do you buy that Tampa Bay and the Chargers are the only team out out there for Brady besides the Patriots. I know we talked about a little bit earlier about the chance of a mystery team, but what are your thoughts? Well, we know the mystery team's not the Broncos and some of these other teams. So, no, I, I think the way you posed it is logical. You know, some of these teams that thought they, they weren't – that wasn't part of the plan or they couldn't get in on the bidding or be too competitive or whatever, maybe one of those teams does say, you know what, if I'm going to trade for Andy Dalton, why don't I just go sign Tom Brady? Now, he's never played for Nagy, and maybe that familiarity is – something that appeals to Nagy, blah, blah, blah. But the other thing is the Raiders thing is really dried up. I haven't seen 
Well, my thought, my thought process there is they're trying to use their interest to drive the price up for the Chargers. Could be, but yes, I, I still find it hard to believe that Tom Brady has to pick between the Tampa Bay Bucks, the New England Patriots, and retirement. There has to be more out there. Or maybe I'm just as naive as Brady is himself. I don't know. And lastly, before we go, when do you think Brady actually picks a team? Um, that's interesting. Because if he gets it, could back be, in, it could be today. You could see a tweet saying Tom Brady's agreed to terms with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for $100 million. Like, obviously not, not official, but that could happen. Or he could just slow play it and decide if, I, if I'm going to make a tough decision, I'm not going to rush it and drag this on into next week. And I'm still holding out hope that the owners could push back actual free agency. But um, more and more seems like I'm wrong on that. Um, but I do think if he's – like. Maybe he'll just slow play it. Maybe he'll counter Bill's slow play with his own slow play and force Bill. It would be great to see him force Bill to sign a quarterback or trade for a quarterback before he – Well, Bill doesn't really have to. He still has Stidham in his back pocket. Brady no, I know. Okay. So so even force Bill's hand in that way. I, I don't think Bill wants to go with just Stidham. I no, I don't either. To have. So if you're Tom, call his bluff. You don't want to be one as – seen as running me out of town you want me to sign somewhere else first like I left okay I'm gonna wait I'm not gonna sign I'm not gonna do it see what you do call his bluff knock knock call his bluff all right those things will will play out over the coming are you bored no those things will play out in the coming days and weeks I think our connection's getting a little spotty that's why I'm trying to wrap this thing up because everybody's working and schooling from home broadband is overwhelmed everywhere correct um, so we'll have another podcast as the events transpire. It could be tomorrow, it could be Wednesday, it could be Thursday, but we'll, assuming this thing works, which it seems like it has, we'll continue to bring you these podcasts because we can do them from home. We don't have to go into the station to do it. Yes, and I would hope that listeners would understand you give up a little something in the audio quality for the timeliness and just the availability of these, given the, everything that's going on with coronavirus and everything else. But I would also say, please tweet at us at Pod on Twitter and let us know, is it better, worse than some of the other um, technologies we've used to do these? And, and let us know for future reference. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace out.